What's happening guys? Will from RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com coming to you today to talk about how to be a player in the game of life. This is part three of the series on how to keep position. So in part one, just to recap, we covered why being alpha or acting alpha is overrated and getting position is what the important move is. Number two, in part two, we talked about how to keep position, and in this part of the series, part three, I'm going to tell you, or sorry, in part two, we talked about how to get position, and in this part of the series, we're going to talk about how to keep position. So, without further ado, keeping position is just as important as getting position. Okay, if you follow the game plan that I laid out in part two, you're going to find yourself in a situation where you have position across all areas of your life, in your social circle, with women, and in your business. And just as important as getting that position is keeping the position. And oftentimes keeping the position requires um, sometimes a different skill set. And it also requires a combination of both hard and soft skills. Okay, uh, in the mainstream personal development community, you know, a lot of it's the you can do anything, and it's all positive, all cooperation, and all soft skills. And those soft skills are important. In the red pill manosphere community, it's all about hard skills, alpha you know, a uh, negative attitude towards the world. And understanding those things are, is important. But to be a player on the highest level, you need to combine both those hard and soft skills. It's very, very important. And without that combination, um, you're never going to be able to play the game of life at your full potential. But with that combination, you are not only able to keep your position, but you're able to continually enhance your position. So let's get into the hard skills that you need to hold on to your position, your hard-earned position, okay? Number one, understand your position at all times. This is so fucking important, and it's something that I see guys fucking up all over the place, okay? To the fucking letter, you need to understand your position in all situations and at all times because not all positions are created equal. When you don't understand your position, it can cost you peace of mind, money, or even your life. If you fuck with the wrong guy at the bar, you think you have position on that guy, and turns out he has six of his goons waiting out back to beat the shit out of you. You know, that's, that's what happens when you don't understand your position to the letter, okay? So, First off, let me give you an example of a strong position, okay? As a boss in business, your position is strong. It's strong because you pay your employees rent. You know, you fire them, you take food off their table, and you take rent money out of their pocket, okay? You can be five foot one, 100 pounds, and you're gonna have a six foot four, 250 pound guy listen to you because all his money's fucking dependent on you. It's an extremely strong position, and it's reinforced by the nature of the corporate hierarchy. When you're paying someone, you're in probably the strongest position, with the exception of you know being a military commander. Okay. Yet, 
the vast majority of guys underestimate the power of their position. I saw this in sales so many times, you know, um, where you take a, a guy who's insecure and, and he becomes sales manager and now he's yelling, he's yelling at guys, putting on dominance displays, um, embarrassing people in public. You don't see this as much in the higher levels, but you, you see it in like a call center or sort of like a lower level um, sales job. And not only is that shit like morally wrong, but it's so unnecessary and so unproductive, okay? The guys are already afraid of you. You control their resources. You, you don't have to put on dominance displays. Your position is solidified um, by the corporate hierarchy, okay? Everyone knows you're the boss, and everyone hates having a boss. And acting like a dick only makes people hate you more. Okay, you can run around yelling at guys and embarrassing them and telling them, yelling at them to make more calls, but they're going to key up your car and they're going to sabotage you at every chance they get. And the good employees are going to leave the second they find a better offer, and they're going to start looking for a better offer the second you embarrass them in public. Okay, if you want to keep around good people. You can't be doing that kind of bullshit, okay? Instead, you treat your people well, and you only drop the hammer when someone steps out of line, okay? That's how you keep the best employees, and you keep morale high and turnover low. Um, I don't have employees in my business now, but the way that I talk to guys who do work for me is to treat them as well as I can because I want to keep the best people in my circle. It, it only makes sense, right? So that's an example of a strong position. Now let me give you an example of a weak position. A weak position is the position I have with my service providers. Okay, To keep the RLD money machine running smoothly, I need to pay 12 different motherfucking online companies a month. 12. And every week I have a problem with one of those service providers. And since this is not a physical business, um, I can't go into the office. I can't call them because these companies don't pick up their phone. It's an email situation. And in theory, I'm a paying client, so getting my, my problems solved should be easy. But that would be the case if I was paying every company $10,000 a month. I could tell my rep to bark like a fucking dog, and he would, to keep my business. Not that I would do that, but I don't pay that kind of money. Some companies I'm only paying... 10 or $15 a month. Um, I used to pay WP Engine $170 a month for hosting. And what I got was a minimum wage customer service rep who didn't give a fuck about losing my business because his job didn't depend on it. And my account manager didn't care enough to answer my emails unless he was trying to sell me on paying a year in advance, even when my website got hacked. Okay, so my real position in that scenario, although technically a power position, and you know the customer service rep would defer to me, um, it, so that I was in a power position. But really, I was just one of many low low-paying clients that you know a relatively large company didn't give a fuck about. Okay, now to get my problem solved, you know, I could have yelled at them for how retarded they were handling things um, at first, telling me that there wasn't malware and that there, there wasn't an actual hack. Uh, but that would have just flagged me as a problem client and I would have had trouble solving my problem because the customer service rep would have got angry 
and um, would have dragged his heels and would have done everything to sabotage my efforts to get my problem handled. That That's what these people do because they're used to getting yelled at all day and it's the only amount of power that they have. Instead, I had to be kind, patient, politely persistent, despite the fact that my website was was redirecting you guys to fucking porn sites, which made me insane. I had to keep my cool, uh, and eventually, within two days, I got my problem solved, working at it 12 hours a day, involving five or six different companies, upgrading my security, getting security involved to remove all the malware, and I played my hand diplomatically and got it done, okay? Diplomacy is almost always the right move. Only when your position is exceptionally strong can you use brute force. But even then, the consequences and the blowback that come, comes with it is, is rarely worth it. Okay, So instead of blowing up a WP engine, I just waited until my problem was solved. I kept being politely persistent. Tripled my security, and the second I got my problem solved, I quietly moved all my hosting to Traffic Planet Hosting for a third of the cost and a customer service team that responds within fucking 10 minutes of every time I reach out to them for $49 a month, which is an insane level of service. It's hands down the best, the best company I've dealt with in my four years in, in RLD for sure um and you know i i've been thinking about changing to them for a long time but it's such a hassle uh, you know changing uh providers and um a records and dns hosting and worrying about if the migration is going to be smooth and if the site's going to go down it changing web hosts is such a high friction transition you really have to fuck things up to lose a customer but that's what they did, you know. That that's how much they fucked up, in my opinion. And I had to make the switch. So, in hindsight, okay, that, that was a weak position. That was my move for it, was to handle it diplomatically, and then to move somewhere better because that became the right move for the other smaller companies that I deal with on the headaches and stuff like that. Right now, I just have to eat the headaches. But eventually, the move is going to be get someone to handle the headaches for me, okay? It's always about having that smart move and about understanding exactly where your position is, okay? You can have a power position, but it can still be a weak power position, right? You got to understand your position to the letter. It's very important. Number two, set expectations in advance. Okay, you want to be a leader in the game of life across all aspects of your life. You got to set expectations for the kind of behavior that you're going to allow and the kind of behavior that you're not going to allow. Okay, you set the rules. This is how it is, and everyone else can take it or leave it. Okay, you're not setting them as a dick. You're not setting them in an overly harsh way. You're just saying this is this is the behavior that I accept, and you know. If, if you're not going to give me the kind of behavior that um, I deserve, then, then you're not going to be around, okay? When you tell a girl that you can't pr promise monogamy, that's how it is. When you tell her you have zero tolerance for drama, that's how it is. 
she stays with you, she accepts those rules. If not, so be it. Let her go find another guy. Okay. When you don't set expectations and you get drama, which you always will when you don't set expectations, you can't complain because it's your fault for not playing your position correctly. Okay, girls will test you on everything. It's it's in their nature. It's in human nature. If you don't tell her the rules, you can't blame her for breaking them. And that's the same whether it's your employees or your girlfriend. Um, you know, if one of your employees is coming late every day and you don't say anything, he's not going to know that that's not a big deal, or he, he's not going to know that that you have a problem with that behavior. You know, most people aren't self-starters, self-correcting, um, you know, types of people. So you have to give them that guidance. If you don't give them that guidance and that and those expectations, then you can't get upset when they don't follow the rules because they don't know the rules. Okay. So it's your job as the leader to set the rules. And that might mean that some people won't like you, or that might mean that some people, um, won't want to follow them and won't want to be in your life. That's part of being a leader. Okay, that's that's part of um, having the self self esteem of saying this is this is the only kind of behavior that I allow, and you can take it or leave it. Okay. Player in the game of life always sets his terms and sticks to them. Very important. Number three for hard skills: price tag your leadership. Okay. Being a leader is not about having to control everyone. Okay, that's that's a weak man mentality. Trying to being insecure, needy type of leadership of, of having to dominate and control everyone that you see or you meet or and all this stuff. Okay, that's not what it's about. Okay, I wouldn't even want to control everyone if I could. I barely have enough time in the day to get everything that I need done for my business. If I'm gonna take valuable time away from my business, I need to know that I'm going to be with people who value me, value what I bring to the table and reward me accordingly. Okay. Um, it's very important to put price tags on everything you do. This might sound a bit harsh, but people, um, people give you the, the, the behavior that, that you allow for. If you don't put a price tag, on yourself and what you bring to the table, then you're saying, I'm not worth very much, okay? You have to have the self-esteem to say, I'm a high value guy, I bring high value things to the table, and this is the price to, um, you know, be a leader, okay? Let, let me give you an example. In this business for revolutionary lifestyle design, I put my heart and soul into making the best products available. I don't care if it's a book on fucking how to get laid on Tinder. I'm still going to put 100% effort into making that the best book on getting laid online. And that's extra important in my niche because my niche is filled with so many scam artists that I need to prove above and beyond expectations that my stuff is legit. When people see a book for how to get laid on Tinder, you know, Alarm bells are going off because there's so many, there's so much garbage out there in in this industry. So I need to make sure that I'm making the best product available. But when I do, I put a premium price tag on it. I charge thirty dollars for an ebook, and I do that because 
it is the best product on the market for that particular problem, okay? For getting laid online, my Tinder book is the best. For having sex, my book, How to Fuck Women Properly, is the best. For sales and surviving and thriving in corporate sales, my book, How to Sell, is the best. And my upcoming book on how to get organized is the best book on an organizational portable system. I 100% believe that in my core. And therefore, I feel comfortable charging $30 per product to get that problem solved. Okay? Smart, young, hungry go getters see value in what I'm doing and pay that price happily. But there's going to be guys that don't see the value in what I'm doing and they're free to go buy something else. That's the way that I see it. Okay? With women, I'm handsome semi-handsome, charming, smart, fun, affectionate, and thoughtful. I'm happy to take her for dinner, to the movies, to the lake, for a picnic, on motorbike rides. Um, I'm happy to listen to her problems, you know, for 10-15 minutes and offer advice if it's useful. And I treat women very, very well, or I do my best to. And the price tag for that it's her acting right. Sweet, loyal, happy, submissive. Those are the kind of girls I screen for. Dominant, um, independent women, feminists, time wasters, liars, bitches. I screen all those girls out. Those are the, the sweet, loyal, happy, submissive girls are the only ones that I want to date. They're the ones that I get along with best. And they're looking for a guy like me. So it works out best. And that's the price tag for all the stuff that I bring to the table. Okay, any girl not willing to pay the price, not willing to accept my position, uh, can go find another guy. It's as simple as that. Uh, with my friends, my guy friends, I'm positive, loyal, funny, moderately funny, and uh, supportive. Okay, price tag for that is again my happiness. I only hang around guys who are loyal, accountable, easygoing, motivated, and fun to be around. Any guy who doesn't fit the bill. Can go find other friends and it's always um, a continuous thing okay my oldest friends I've got friends I've my oldest guy friends I've been friends with 30 years those guys are gonna have a lot more leeway than someone I met recently um, but at the end of the day if it gets to a point where my position is not being respected enough anybody can go anybody in my life can go if they're not giving me the value that I feel that I deserve, okay? I'm not, I'm not super rigid about it, you know, because I do a pretty good job of screening the right people in up front. Um, and I'm forgiving to a degree. But, you know, if it's a continuous thing and, um, you know, they're not respecting the price tag that I put on my leadership, they're fucking gone. If it makes me an asshole, then so be it. Some people probably think I'm an asshole, but the people that um, I keep around and, and a lot of my readers think that I'm a good dude. So that's who I'm living for. I'm living for the people in my inner circle and for you guys. And that's just how it is. I price tag everything I do and so should you, okay? So should you. You deserve to put a high price on yourself, okay? When you 
have self-esteem and you're adding value to people and you're a great guy, you deserve to put a price tag on that. And you deserve to get good treatment in, in response to what you bring to the table. All right. When you truly believe in yourself and, and you have high self-esteem, this is natural. The second someone tar starts to take any of that for granted, you put them one step away from the door. It's as simple as that. And make no mistake, a lot of people will. Okay, a lot of people, when you give them an inch, will try and take a fucking mile because they don't have the self-restraint to not do that. And life can't always be about co cooperation. Okay, you know, sometimes there, there has to be the element of, of combat involved. And it all comes down to putting that price tag on your leadership and, and enforcing it, you know, if someone is stepping out of line. Number four, this one's really important. Stay out of wars, okay? Stay out of wars. The best way to win a war is to avoid the war in the first place. The only people who profit off wars are the central bankers that finance both sides. Everyone else suffers, okay? To see a real world example, look no further than America, right? America was once the wealthiest nation in the history of our planet. Now, America is $19 trillion in debt after spending the last half century stomping all over the globe and the Middle East is a disaster zone that's worse than ever, okay? If you want peace and prosperity and happiness in your life, stay the fuck out of wars. And obviously, I'm not talking about wars fought with guns. I'm talking about um, going to war with your competitors, business, going to war with another crew of guys. If you're in high school or college and, you know, you want to make enemies out of another crew of guys or... You know, those types of scenarios, okay? Let me give you an example from my business. I could devote a lot of my precious energy and money to exposing all the fucking scammers and frauds and con men in the personal development industry, and there's so many, but with 100% certainty, certainty, I can tell you exactly how that move would play out for me. I would start getting DDoS attacks on my site. I would get attempts to destroy and defame my reputation, lawsuits. I would get people swatting my house. I would get people doxing my personal information. And in some cases, maybe even someone trying to physically assault me. None of that shit I need, okay? But these people that I would be going after have large war chests exactly for this kind of stuff because they make a living off of scamming people. So they know all about how the dirty tricks to go after people who expose them. Okay, they have large war chests exactly for that, built off the large amount of money they make fleecing the gullible people, naive people trying to better their lives, and they use that money for those very purposes. Okay, so instead I leave the exposés to guys like Salty Droid, and um, you can see his site at saltydroid.info. And I stay focused on adding value, keeping it positive, making money, and expanding my position. Okay, my my brand, my message is not exposing other guys. I don't give a you know. My message is purely about helping you live better. That's it, because it is not in my best best interest to go into wars, 
And first and foremost, I'm a for-profit businessman. And anything that's going to jeopardize my business is something that I cannot do. Next point, confide in yourself. Okay. They say that it's lonely at the top, and they're right. But if you want position, that's the price you have to pay. The definition of confidence is someone who is able to confide in myself, in yourself. Okay, I confide in myself. I don't have someone to lean on. I lean on myself and I solve my own problems. Okay, when you need to lean on other people for support, you lose position. Not right away, but those moments of weakness add up. All right. Now, it's good to have good friends and good women in your life who will support you. That's important. And it's great to have people who can pick you up when you're down. You know, but the best move is to be able to pick yourself up. The more you lean on other people, the less you are in their eyes. It sounds harsh, but that's a cold, hard fact. Okay? The more independent you are, the stronger you are, the higher that other people are going to see you. Okay? If I started complaining about all my personal problems on this blog, you guys would stop reading me. I guarantee you that. Because you don't want to hear about that shit. You want to hear about my problems. You want to hear about solutions to your problems. Right? So my problems, I can find in myself and I handle myself. Very important. When you abuse the support of other people, you lose their respect altogether. Okay? You can confide in people occasionally, but you can't abuse that right you abuse that you treat your girlfriend as a shoulder to cry on it's fucking over man she's gonna find a stronger guy and your boys don't want to be around a guy who can't handle his, his own problems when you're going out for beer and all you're doing is complaining about all the shit that's going wrong in your life they don't want to hear about that shit they want to be around someone who's going to be positive and, and uplift them right so if you want to be a leader you need to confine in yourself and you need to rely on yourself. That's part of um, that's part of the job description. When and most importantly, when you consistently confide in yourself, you become stronger for it. There is not one single time where I've solved my own problem, no matter how hard it seemed at the time and no matter how much I had to stretch at the time. When I handled it myself, in hindsight, there's not one single time where I've regretted that. In fact, handling those problems myself is what made me the man I am today. It's what made me, it's what gave me that extra level of strength that other people might not have. When you lean on other people, you cheat yourself of that strength, okay? If you want to keep position, you need to pay the cost to be the boss. And... That means confiding in yourself. Next point, accept total responsibility for everything that happens in your life. If you want to be a leader, you need to take total responsibility across all areas. That's what a good leader does. When you try and pass a buck and blame someone else, it only makes you look weak. Okay. It also means that you're going to keep making the same mistake because you haven't expect you haven't accepted responsibility. And therefore, you can't change the outcome in the future. To go back to my example of my website getting hacked last month, my first instinct was anger. I was very angry for about 10 minutes. With that said, got myself together within 
a minute after that 10 minute period I took total responsibility I thought my website was secure but I recognized that I didn't have the proper security my fault for not doing that and I put a plan of action together to solve my problem immediately and I went to work on it immediately and I spent the next two days focusing on nothing but getting that problem solved and within two days was malware free and my website is more secure than ever not only that but over the next couple weeks I did a complete inventory of all the security on all the other service providers I use and everything that I do online from YouTube to Twitter made those passwords as airtight as possible and then I did another week inventory of my personal security from my laptop to my phone to contingency plans for anything that gets stolen and made my security as airtight in, in, in those areas as well because that was a wake-up call for me and I accepted total responsibility did what I had to do and then did above and beyond that because I want to be able to uh, operate at the highest standard in in all things so the same goes for you and everything in your life okay if you want to play the role of leader you need to assume the responsibility that comes with the position all right just saying you want to be the leader and and, and this and that isn't good enough you got to do the things that are going to make one that are they're going to make people want to follow you you got to accept the responsibility of being that leader okay um, the mood of the date is on you if you take a girl out for for a date the mood of that interaction um, is on you the entire flow of the date is on you if you want to go out with your boys picking the venues on you and making sure that everyone's having a good time and a good spirits is on you okay your entire business is on you I accept full responsibility for everything in my business and I make every article positive and I wake up every day, even if I wake up not feeling positive, I, I whip myself up into a positive state because I know that I got to accept responsibility for my business. My business is personal development and I got to get positive so that I can answer comments in a positive way and write positive articles and, and um, do positive videos. And if I, if I feel myself starting to slack on that, then I'm not being authentic in what I'm giving to you guys. So I don't allow myself to slack off in those areas. And I accept full responsibility um, for how that comes across in my business. That's very important. Okay, It's a crucial part of holding on to position. A real leader is accountable. He's a fucking stand-up guy who does what he says he's going to do and takes full responsibility when it doesn't work out. All right. My four previous business failures before RLD were 100% my fault. I had partners hijack my website. Um, we had a developer partner go MIA. You know, my buddy who, um, an example, my friend, his business partner stole 40000 from him. All that shit was our fault should have picked better partners or I shouldn't have partnered with anyone that's what I came to realize after the last time that I don't I can't partner with anyone because no one else is going to work at the standard that I work at but 
it was my fault for doing that. It was my fault for going into product-based businesses with an unproven market. All kinds of things, and all of them were my fault. And I accepted responsibility, and therefore that allowed me to change the trajectory of my next business. And this is the business that I'm talking to you at, and this, this business is doing well. And that's all comes from accepting responsibility for my mistakes and therefore being able to change them in the future. Next point on the hard skills it takes to keep position is check disrespect immediately. The second it happens, okay? Not wait around for two months passive aggressively hating the person until you blow up in anger like, you know, a lot of women do. No, that's not how you do it. Right away, you check them, okay? Right away, you check disrespect. No matter where you are, you could be in public or wherever. You check that shit right away. Um, and the, But there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. In the past, when my position wasn't being respected, I would get angry. But as I got older, I'm 34 now, I realized that anger is re rarely the right move. I might feel the anger, but... I do my best to mitigate that because not only will anger make me unhappy, it causes me to make bad decisions because I'm not thinking with a fucking clear head, okay? Even if you have a good right to be angry, it doesn't matter, okay? Because you're a player in the game of life. It's not about what you deserve. It's not about getting justice. It's about what's the fucking right move for that situation, okay? You need to figure out how to solve your problem using a clear head. And the way to deal with disrespect with a clear head is you take a deep breath and the first sign of disrespect, you have a rational conversation with the person and you tell them, hey, look, you know, I really didn't like, I really don't like when you speak to me that way. And, you know, that I'm not going to accept that. I'm not going to accept being spoken to that way. And, you know, I really value hanging out with you, but I, I would really like you in the future to not speak to me in that way. Does that sound fair? Okay, so you have an irrational conversation. You're telling them what the problem is. Um, you're telling them that you won't stand for that behavior. And then you're politely asking them not to do it in the future. You're giving them a compliment as well. And you're politely asking them not to do it in the future. And then you're checking in and, and um, seeing if that seems reasonable to them. That person is is worth having in, in your life. Ninety nine percent of the time, they're going to accept your attitude adjustment. Ninety nine percent of the time. Um, but if disrespect from that person is a constant problem, then removing that person from your life is the only option. Okay, whether it's a domineering girlfriend or an asshole pretending to be your buddy, get rid of anyone who's consistently disrespectful to you. Okay. If you're the guy in your group who gets shit on, then you find a new crew. If you're the guy whose girlfriend disrespects him, find a new crew. You know, if your boss is an asshole, find a new crew. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. About That's just an example if you don't have position. That would probably be more of an example for part two, getting position. But I just wanted to make give you some scenarios um, about where to, where to deal with disrespect. And as you start to progress up the ladder of personal development, you're going to find a lot, a lot of your old friends are going to have to go because 
they probably weren't treating you the way that you're going to want to be treated as you've upgraded your self-esteem. And you'll find that a lot of people are not going to see, not going to like seeing you making more money, having your own business, getting women. I get four hater comments a day, at least, uh, from people I don't know for articles and videos that aren't offensive to them personally, but they are triggered by the stuff that I'm saying because they don't have anything going on and they want to bring me down. Little do they know, I just fucking delete their comments, but that's, that's the mentality of a lot of people, okay? And you're going to have to deal with that. And those are the types of people you got to get rid of because negativity is contagious. And, you know, you got to quarantine those motherfuckers. Anyone who's disrespectful of you consistently has got to go. Uh, the only time you don't, you don't check, check disrespect, okay, is when you don't have position. Okay, I want to give you an example where you don't have position. It's a bit outside of the topic of this article and video, but it's so I, I want to give it to you because it's so fucking important. Okay, if you don't have position and your safety is on the line, your personal safety, you don't check disrespect. Okay, fuck all this death before dishonor shit. Guys, you're talking about that. They're 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 bullshitting, man. Okay, someone's got a gun to your head. You're gonna do what that guy says. Period. You know, whether the problem is. You know, you got yourself in an argument with the police or airport security or a thug posted up at the bar with six of his goons. In those cases, you're just going to have to fucking eat it. All right. You won't be happy, but you get to play another day. Instead of making a potential game ending, you know, playing a potential game ending card, your move is to suck it up, go home and think about how the fuck you got yourself in a potential game ending situation and make sure that never happens again okay it means that you know you're never gonna go through airport security with drugs or anything on you you're never gonna mouth off to a police officer because they have all the fucking guns you're never going to get yourself in a fight with a guy at the bar who ha who outnumbers you by six and who looks like he's itching for a fight okay you you gotta think how the fuck was I so stupid to get myself in this position in the first place? And how do I make sure that never, ever, ever happens again? Okay? Because one false move, man, one false move can be jail, can be dead, can be the end of your business, all kinds of shit. All right? So in those, in those rare scenarios, you know, where you fucked up and your position and you don't have position and your safety's on the line, you just got to eat it. Other than that, you fucking check disrespect right away. Next point. Always, always, always be adding value. Okay? Always be adding value. You're only as good as the value you add. That's another cold hard fact that you need to work, learn in the fucking real world. Okay? You want someone to love you for you? Too fucking bad. That's not how it works. The only person that loves you for you is your mom. Everyone else loves you for what you bring to the table, okay? When you stop being able to add value to people's lives, it's done. I don't care if she's the sweetest fucking girl in the world. 
when you stop adding value to her life, she's going to drop you like a hot potato. No matter how many times she said, I'm going to love you forever and you're my world and blah, 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 blah. All that shit that girls say when they're in the, you know, first stages of falling in love. When you stop charming your girl, when you stop acting like a man, when you let yourself go physically, it's only a matter of time. Okay, so 50% divorce rate and 70% of those divorces are initiated by women. Okay, and a lot of the time they're initiated by, for those very reasons, the guy's just fucking, he's zoned out. He's like, you know, he, he's, he's let, let himself go in all areas. He's become, um, you know, a beta male, you know, and, and he's just not putting in the effort. Okay, there's a lot of, a lot of why I tell you guys not to get married because, Talking about a coin flip, coin flip, fifty percent chance of that happening, and not only that, but because of the way that the laws are structured, you're looking at half your assets, child support, alimony, you know, getting lit up in your mid forties, mid fifties, when you're never, and you're never going to be able to financially recover from that. Okay, that's quite a bit off topic, but what I'm trying to tell you guys is if you want valuable things in your life if you want cool guys in your life who are going to accept your position if you want the best sweet loyal beautiful girl who's going to accept you as a leader in her life if you want an awesome business you got to keep adding value every single motherfucking day that's how it works okay no one loves you for you shit you don't got you you don't love me for me you love me or i don't know if you do love me but you Listen, you watch these videos because of the value that I bring to the table, because of the value that I add to your life. Not because I'm yammering about all the shit that I do. Guys listen to me for me helping their them with their problems, okay? This site is not about me. This site is about you. And I remember that every time I put an article out. This site is about helping you. You are the focus of this site. And adding value to you is what pays my rent. And adding value to you is what keeps my business expanding and keeps my position, okay? If you want an abundance of women and money, you need to be on your game. You need to be adding value every day, and you need to wake up ready to add value. You can't be surprised that, that, that that's how it goes, okay? I know that if I start putting out garbage products and garbage articles and garbage videos, it's only a matter of time before you start going to one of my competitors and I'm not gonna let that happen instead I'm gonna keep hitting you with fucking gold like this and I'm gonna take as much traffic and as much money away from those motherfuckers as I can because that's what it ta that's what it takes to keep my position and that's what it takes to continuously expand my position all right a true player is always adding value and never takes days off that's how it goes next point put yourself on a pedestal okay a lot of guys talk about you know putting women on a pedestal and you know that's why guys lose girls and that's why you know girls don't have interest in them and it's true okay all you have to do is look around look around and see it women love guys who put themselves on a pedestal that's that's fucking reality that's nature they like a strong leader Okay, everything that women do in all their sexual cues 
screens for that type of guy. They treat they screen for a guy who's muscular and stronger than them. They screen for a guy who's taller than them. They screen for a guy who's older than them. They screen for a guy who makes more money. And they screen for a guy who is alpha and has confidence. And every single every single area of their sexual screening, they're screening for a guy who puts himself on a fucking pedestal. And if you don't put yourself on a pedestal, they punish you for it. That's the truth. Women want women want that that fucking confident guy who thinks he's the man who takes an active leadership role in the relationship, no matter what fucking words come out of her mouth. And I'm telling you, this is a guy with 20 years experience in the game. I've been a player since I was fucking 15. I'm 34 now. I'm up over triple digits with women, and every every single fucking girl is the same. Okay. And that extends all the way through your life. A player in the game puts himself on a pedestal. Psychologists call this narcissism or excessive self-love. I call it being a fucking winner. Okay? There's not one great man in history who is not a narcissist. That's, that's how it is. Alright? If you want to be treated like a boss, you need to love yourself first. And you need to truly believe that you deserve to be treated well. If you can't love yourself, no girl is going to love you because you're going to sabotage her love and you're going to sabotage every time that someone buys into you because you don't buy into yourself. Okay, when I was growing up, the biggest the biggest fucking band was Nirvana and Kurt Cobain was the guy that we all looked up to. And that guy had all the money in the world, he had all the fame in the world, he had a wife and a young daughter and he blew his fucking brains out because he hated himself and all that stuff that he got just made him even feel worse about himself because he felt like he was a fraud and you can read about that in his journals and he left a whole generation of guys who looked up to him in the fucking dust as he killed himself and he left a, a wife and a young daughter with no father because he couldn't love himself that's how serious it can be if that guy could have had the right training, he could have learned to love himself and felt like he deserved all the great things that happened to him from his incredible musical talent. Okay, you gotta, you have to think that you're a fucking great guy. You have a ton of value to add. You deserve to be a leader in the life in in your life. You deserve to be treated like a fucking boss. And when good things start happening to you, you think, finally, finally this shit is coming my way, okay? You need to believe it first, and then you get need to let the rest of the world believe that shit. But it, it all starts with you. The first person you need to sell is yourself. And you need to feel that you are special. You need to feel that you're a fucking leader. And you need to put yourself on a pedestal. That's... That's what a fucking player in the game of life does, okay? A true put player puts himself and his needs above others. Because if you don't take care of yourself first, no one no one else is going to fucking take care of you. No one else is going to pay my rent. No one else is going to give me a business, you know, a successful business. No one else is going to go get girls for me. No one else is going to make sure that I'm healthy. If I don't do that shit and put myself first then I'm not going to be able to get the good things that I want in life. All right? I'm all about helping people. I love helping you guys. I love helping people that I care about when I can. But I have to do that. I have to take care of myself first 
so that I'm in a fucking position to help others. All right. Put yourself on a pedestal. Okay. Think of yourself as a fucking boss. Starting today, it doesn't matter what's happened in your life. Okay. All that can change when you change your mentality. And a boss doesn't grovel, doesn't beg, doesn't act needy to a girl, doesn't make himself too easily available. A boss puts himself on a pedestal and only accepts the people that see him in the way that he wants to be seen. Okay? That's how you keep position. You keep yourself on that pedestal. You keep yourself in a leader position. And you keep remembering that you deserve to be in that leader position. You deserve to be there and... All the people who buy into you, um, you accept that that's what deserves to happen because you earned it. You played for that position, you earned that position, and then you deserve all the good things that come with that position. Very important. Next point. We're still on the hard skills here on uh, how to keep position. And this one is wake up ready to fight. Okay. The second you get comfortable is the second you start to lose position. Not right away, but you're either going up or you're going down. You might not see it right away, but that's how it is. Okay. The worst thing that can happen to a heavyweight champ is to get comfortable. If, if the champ can't find a way to stay hungry, it's a only a matter of time before a younger, hungrier, meaner, harder version of himself comes along and knocks him the fuck out and takes what's his, all right? The second that dude, the most dangerous thing for a heavyweight champ is winning the championship and all the money and all the fame that comes with it because it's very easy for that dude to indulge in that fame and that money. And you, you see it a million times, you know, with guys like Tyson and, you know, 80% of the guys that win the title, they stop doing the shit that got them there in the first place. You need to keep doing the shit that got you to your position to keep your position every single day for the rest of your life because that's how it fucking is. You know? Another example. When you start shitting with the door open and farting on your girlfriend and holding her head under the covers, you're too comfortable. That's what my friend does to his wife and here's a shock. They only have sex once every three months. Why do you think that is? Okay. It is only a matter of time when you get too comfortable with women before she stops respecting you and stops respecting your position. It's pretty hard to respect a guy who farts on you and holds your fucking head under the covers. It's pretty hard to be sexually attracted to that same guy. Okay. You know, you got to be ready to keep, if, if, if that position is valuable and that woman or that business or that group of guys is valuable to you, then you have to be willing to do the work to keep your position. All right. You know, if, if you worked hard enough to get those things that are valuable, you got to keep doing the same work to keep those valuable things. Okay. Just because you have a position doesn't mean you can stop playing for it. You can never stop playing for it because the game never fucking stops until you die. That's the only time you can stop playing. You know, you can you can stop playing, but the game is going to keep going whether you want it or not. Okay? And you're going to lose your shit. Think about it like this. To survive, 
as humans. We have to kill and eat living things every day. I don't care if you're a vegetarian. A plant is still a living thing. Plants communicate with each other. We have to kill and eat things to survive every single day. It's very easy to forget that with all the modern comforts and technology that the world is a fucking food chain. The world is a ruthless food chain where animals eat other animals to survive. And we humans have just dominated the fucking game of life to such a degree that our one-time competitors like lions and tigers uh, only exist because we fucking allow them to. Right, that's how much we've dominated the game to the to to that degree, and our prey is mass-produced, pre-cooked, delivered right to our door, or hanging upside down with its skin inside out in a Chinese restaurant for you to decide which one you want to eat. That's how much we've dominated the fucking game, and that that is what the game of life is. Okay, so don't be fooled. All right, life. And the game of life is as much about combat as it is about cooperation. I'm all about co cooperation and, you know, having a relationship with God. But you also got to respect the fucking reality of, of the harsh realities of life. And it doesn't matter if you don't like how it is. That's fucking how it is. And as humans, we're the most dominant predator species in the history of the universe. Okay? And... It's only because of that that I'm speaking to you on this computer and I'm removed from the vast majority of those harsh realities because of all the work that all the people before me have done to get us into this position where we're not in the fucking food chain anymore. You know, that's that's a massive thing. Um, so remember this, there's an element of combat in every relationship, no matter how subtle. When you only want to cooperate, okay, like those those guys who live in fucking fantasy world, you're gonna be on the losing end of that of of combat every time. You're gonna be the fucking beta male that the girl breaks up with because you don't accept that there's an element of combat in every relationship. You know, business, friendship, romantic relationships, there's always an element of combat combat. So it means that you need to stay on your game every day. You need to wake up ready to fight and keep what's yours all right when you start to get too comfortable and you think that okay position's mine you know for the rest of my life i don't have to do anything it's only a matter of time before someone comes in to swoop your clients swoop your girlfriend swoop all the shit that you have right that's how it goes man that's how it fucking goes so instead of wanting to be comfortable you got to wake up every day ready to fight for your hard-earned position then, once you've done your 8, 10, 12 hours of work every day, then you get to relax and be comfortable, okay? That's how it goes. you got to wake up ready to fight. You know, not as much with women and not as much, obviously, with your guy friends, but in business, boys, do not think that you can slack off in your business uh, anytime unless you want your competitors to come in and start taking your shit. you got to be on that seven days a week. Because someone else, if you're not, someone else is going to be out there outworking you and taking what's yours. Now, that's the hard skills covered. Lastly, we're going to get into the soft skills. There's only two that I want to cover, but it's very important that you have um, the ability to project soft skills as well to keep your position.
Okay, so as we covered at the start of this video, maintaining the position, maintaining your position is as much about soft skills as it is hard skills. Okay, let me give you an example. The 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 guy, you know, a Genghis Khan or the conqueror who can who can't make the transition to administrator will eventually lose all the territory that he conquered. Okay, and I guess what I'm trying to say with that example is is you need to become um, if you fought really hard and you've used a lot of the hard skills to get position, you are going to have to learn how to use the soft skills to keep that position. Okay, you don't have to fight as hard to keep position as you do to get position, but once you do get position, you need to enhance and develop those soft skills, um, those administrative skills, those managing people's skills to be able to keep position, all right? Now, it might sound, some of this stuff might sound a bit contradictory, but, you know, that it might contradict with the hard skills, but it doesn't. The, they blend perfectly together when, when you know how to use, when you know which time to use a hard skill and which time to use a soft skill, okay? A good leader, in my opinion, is a strong man, a strong man, but he's also a gentleman who knows how to take care of his people, okay? That's the best kind of leader. You know, if the guy's too hard, he's a dictator and everyone hates him and it's only a matter of time before he gets killed. Or if he's too soft and too weak, then people hate him for that because he doesn't have the strength of leadership. And it's only a matter of time before he, puts, he gets pushed aside for someone stronger. But when he has both of those skills, he's able to be hard and soft, then that's a guy that the people love and that's a guy that the people want to um you know, they, they want to keep following that guy because he's a great leader. So the first of the soft skills is to treat people well, okay? The best salesmen have the ability to make anyone feel great, all right? That, that is one of the most, if not the most important skills in life, is to make someone feel good, all right? And this whole business that I built is off making someone feel good, not not by bullshitting them and blowing smoke up their ass, but by taking sol problems that you might have, solving them and telling you how to take that problem and putting you in a solution with a positive outcome, okay? And motivating you to feel fucking great about yourself. And I do that with my books, with my articles, every fucking thing that I write, everything that I talk about, every product that I produce is with the end result of making you feel good with practical positive solutions to the problems that you have okay when you make the way that you make people feel great is not by talking about yourself but by talking about them 90% of my shit is talking about you is 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 not talking about me and bragging about me it is talking about you and how we're going to make your fucking life better Okay, and for the people in your life, you want to make them feel valued for their contribution to you. That's how you keep the best people in your life. When you screen out all the bad people, you get left with the best. And I have tremendous respect and value for all the um, good people in my life. And I want to treat them accordingly because I want to keep them in my life. And I want them to know that they're valued, okay? 
this might sound a bit contradictory um, in terms of putting yourself on a pedestal, but it's not. Okay, you can put yourself on a pedestal and still treat the people around you exceptionally well. Look at George St. Pierre, probably the best MMA fighter of all time, if not one of the greats. Yet he's the fucking nicest guy in the world. Never a bad word to say about anybody and makes people love him even more. And during his time, he was probably the most popular and most beloved um, guy in his sport because of not just the way that he fought, but the way that he acted um, outside of the sport. And you compare him to one of his rivals, Josh Koscheck, who acted like a complete fucking cunt all the time and everyone hated him, right? Because he's an arrogant fucking jack-off. And when St. Pierre beat the shit out of him for jabbing him for five rounds straight, everyone was fucking thrilled to see it. Because no one wants to follow someone and no one wants to support someone who treats people like shit. You know, it's very simple. Um, you know, the best players keep their position not by putting people down, but by lifting people up. Okay, you want to see someone lift people up? Look at uh, Tony Robbins' documentary, I'm Not Your Guru. You know, he's making people believe in themselves, okay? You know, and yes, Tony has some questionable sales practices, but he's a fucking master of lifting people up. And his his book, um, Awaken the Giant Within, has been tremendous value to me at, at various points in my life where I was struggling. Um, you know, so you can't take that away from the guy. And and he's built a, an empire on that where he's worth half a billion dollars on lifting people up, okay? When I go into any interaction, if I'm going to take precious time away from my business, I'm going to go into that interaction positive. And if I think that person's worthy of hanging out with, I'm going to go into that interaction thinking, how can I make them feel good? When I go out with my guy friends, I think, how, how can I make these guys feel good? Um, I'm going to ask them what's going on in their life, what great things are happening, you know, try and uplift them. The same with uh, my girl. I want to make her feel as good as possible. I want to make you feel as good as possible every time that you watch one of my videos or every time you read one of my articles. Because the better you are making people feel good, the better your position is going to be. The more people are going to want to be around you, the more people are going to want to follow your leadership. Okay, so it's not contradictory with putting yourself on a pedestal. It enhances putting yourself on a pedestal. It, it enhances your position. Okay, when my man Vadim does a fucking top notch job editing my book, and my man Matt Lawrence does a fucking A plus, a plus job formatting my book, I want those guys to feel like a million bucks. I want every reader who makes a thoughtful comment to feel appreciated and valued. That's why. I responded to every single reader comment on my site over the last four years um, because I value having the best people in my life and I want them to feel terrific every time they talk to me so that I keep them in my life and I want them to know that they're valued. All right? You know, keeping your position is not about being an arrogant asshole. It's, it's also about, um, you know, Loyalty goes both ways, okay? If you want people to be kind and loyal to you, you you need to be kind and loyal to them, all right? The best way to keep people around you is to be the fucking high point of their week, is to be the bright spot in their life, is to be the person who believes in them, the person who um, 
respects them, who's loyal to them, who treats them well, who, you know, tells them that you value their contributions to your life. If you want to keep good people in your life, that's the fucking best way to do it. And the same goes for women, guys. Okay, when I have when I find a beautiful, sweet, loyal, and loving girl, I want to keep her in my life because that has value to me. That girl has value to me. As long as she continues to accept my position and follows my rules, I treat that girl like fucking gold. I take her for dinner. I ask her about her day. I support her in her goals. I help her throw rocks at her enemies. And on top of that, I'm exceptionally warm and affectionate. Okay. All those beta things that you're told not to do by the mainstream PUA fucking jerk-offs. Not only am I not pen uh, penalized for these so-called beta things, but it, it makes women even more interested in me because I'm doing them for the, from the right position. Okay, I'm combining those things with being a strong leader who has position. Okay, when, I'm, when my position's solidified, I can be really fucking nice to that girl, and not only am I not penalized for it, but she loves and respects me even more, okay? You gotta understand, the language of women is the language of emotions. She's literally been waiting for a guy who has the ability to be both a strong, masculine man, and be kind and gentle to her, and speak to her on a fucking emotional level, okay? It's not a question of being alpha versus beta. The right move with women is to combine your alpha and beta characteristics, okay? And the right ratio is about 70% alpha, 30% so-called beta, all right? That's how you can fucking combine it, and, and, and you do that across the board with everybody, all right? And it's going to step your game up to the next level. I promise you that. Lastly, here's the last point and the last soft skill, okay? And this is... Be only as alpha as necessary, okay? In part one of the series, we covered why being alpha is overrated. It's important, but it's not as important as all of the, as the majority of the red pill and manosphere guys tell you it is, okay? Being able to project confidence and dominance and assert your authority is important, no question. But swinging your dick around like your fucking John Holmes is almost never the smart move, okay? And I'll tell you why. That, that type of move only works when you're coming from an exceptionally strong position, okay? If you're the boss of the company and all those guys rely on you for their money, they're going to accept you acting like a complete fucking dickhead. But even then, it's still the wrong move, okay? It's still the wrong move. The right move is to, is to be only as alpha as necessary, okay? That means act only as alpha enough to get the respect you deserve and no more. Any more than that, you create unnecessary enemies, okay? I present myself as an alpha on this blog so that uh, you see me as an authority on solving my problems and because it's part of my personality, but no more than necessary, okay? Because I know that if I act like a fucking arrogant, try-hard dickhead, it's going to put off a lot of otherwise interested readers, and no one wants to read some guy's vanity project. No one wants to listen to some guy just fucking bragging about himself. All right? Because that doesn't do anything to help you in your life. And it just makes you think, well, this guy's a fucking dickhead. I, don't, I, I really don't want to um, continue to engage with him. I don't want to build a relationship 
with a guy who's a fucking asshole. Okay, instead, most people want to build a relationship with a guy who is committed to helping them aspire to hire. A guy who fucking, you know, you can tell that um, he cares about them. And I hope that you guys can fucking tell that I care about you. Because I see, when I do a video or an article, I think about every time how I would write to myself um, a younger version of myself how I was in that position and I try and think of each and every one of you guys as myself because I know 99% of the time I know where you're coming from because I've experienced at 34 I've experienced all the shit that you're probably going through and I try and think of it I try and think of you as myself and how I would have wanted to be talked to and how I would have wanted to be treated and I wouldn't want some guy just fucking being a complete dickhead and bragging about all this shit, okay? So what I'm trying to say is that like having position, okay, just because you have position doesn't give you carte blanche to act like an asshole under the pretense of being alpha, okay? Or tough love that I, I see a lot. I see a lot of this, this tough love and it's like that, that's not the right move. Okay, this asshole or this dark triad game that some guys talk about is is almost always the wrong move. Okay, the type of woman who responds well to abuse has low self-esteem, and that's not the type of girl you want in your life. Um, the type of guy that lets you walk all over them is not the kind of winner you want in your inner circle. All right, and I don't want a, the type of reader who responds to being you know, abused. I want to, I want, I want guys who are fucking with high self-esteem who are winners. Um, and guys with high self-esteem and are winners want to be treated with fucking respect. Okay. And, and that's very important. So you, you can be an alpha and, and guys will respect you for it, but no, no more alpha than necessary. And, and that includes all areas of my life. Okay. I walk with I walk with confidence. I project confidence everywhere I go. When I get to the checkout at the grocery store or I'm buying my coffee, I'm very respectful to that person. I'm very respectful to the waitress. I'm very respectful to you know the security guard in my building because that's the kind of person that I want to be. And I don't I don't need to assert all kinds of fucking dominance over these people because my position in life is already higher than them because they're in a service industry making minimum wage and people talk talk to them like they're shit all day right just by looking at me by seeing the confidence I project the way I dress and the position that I already have because they're in the customer service role I don't need to assert fucking dominance on some poor person who already has a hard time in life I want to uplift that person and make them feel good and you know not you know, play dominance games with a minimum wage employee who has to sit there and take it. That's not the kind of guy that I want to be. Instead, I want to be alpha. I want to be strong and project confidence, but also project kindness. All right. So that's that's what I mean by only being as alpha as necessary. In the real world, as opposed to what some guys would tell you on the internet, no one wants to be around a fucking asshole. Okay. Your clients don't want to buy from an asshole. Your friends don't want to go for beers with an asshole. And your girlfriend doesn't want to go to the movies with an asshole. So don't be a fucking asshole. Be only as alpha as necessary and no more. Anything more than that 
you start to make enemies and you start to get blowback that you don't fucking need. So, conclusion. In summary, to keep your position, you need to master both the hard skills and the soft skills. Right now, you might need to work on amplifying your alpha characteristics, or you, you might need to tone them down and work on amplifying building rapport and being able to speak from the heart and um, treat people well. Whatever the move is, you need to figure, out, figure it out, and that's what the game is really fucking about, okay? It's about the right move at the right time, and game isn't something you turn on and off when you go to out to pick up women. You don't. Game is not something where you put on your PUA clothes and I'm gonna go game some girls. No, game is fucking life, and women are just a small part of your overall life game and your overall being a player in the game of life. All right, and the game doesn't stop, not for a second, not for a second. Just because you've earned position doesn't mean that you can start to slack off. You need to keep doing the things that got you positioned, and you need to start to learn the hard skills and the soft skills that are going to help you maintain your hard-earned position. And you need to be willing to put those into practice every single day because the game does not stop. It's very, very important that you understand that. That's why you always need to keep studying. You need to keep refining your game. You need to keep learning, reading. Whatever you have to do, whether it's watching these videos, watching videos of other guys who add value, whatever it is, take from them, take from me, discard what 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 doesn't work for you, and keep refining your uh, game and your game plan and holding on to that position that you've earned. So, that is position covered, but we are not done with how to be a player in the game of life. I've got more fucking shit for you guys coming up in part four. Part four, we're going to keep, we're going to talk about how to get your mind right, okay? And that is extremely important. We're going to get into a bit more advanced levels of game. Very, very important. So I want you to stay tuned for part four on how to get your mind right. But with that said, I want to thank you for watching part three, whether you're watching this on YouTube or whether you're listening to the audio on SoundCloud or iTunes, or whether you're reading the article over at revolutionarylifestyledesign.com. I want to thank you for uh, watching the video or listening to the video. Um, I'm looking at the video now. It looks like it went dark and the lighting went down during the middle of the video, so I'm, I'm sorry for that, but I hope you're able to keep getting value out of the video, and I hope that you understood what I was trying to say. And as always, I wish you all the best in your personal development journey.